Hello, and welcome to Order Within, navigating a world of endless chaos and crisis. Many of us are experiencing inner turmoil, insecurity, anxiety, fears, and isolation. These feelings are only being amplified by news cycles, social media, and never-ending political madness. How do we find our way out of the chaos? How do we find strength within ourselves? How do we find meaning in a world driven by materialism? These questions and many more I aim to answer on the show. My goal is to be a trusted guide on your journey to selfhood. May you find what you seek. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Brandon Ward. This is Order Within, episode 22. Man, we've been doing this for like five months now. It's crazy. It's awesome. I hope you're enjoying it. Today is a, a topic called Understanding Alienation is going to be the name of our show today. And it's something I've personally experienced a lot with. It's something that I have struggled with throughout my life. It's something that I feel many struggle with throughout their lives. And it's important to understand how this impacts us, what it means, the characteristics of it. So some of the things we're going to cover in today's show, we're going to go over what alienation is. We're going to look at, are we alienated from the world or ourselves? Spiritual tales of alienation and how this ties together. Healing within ourselves and then healing the world and bringing it all together around this central topic of alienation. So what is alienation? What are some of the characteristics of alienation? And how do we manage these things? So many of us, unfortunately, feel these things. We feel that we don't belong in the world. We feel out of place. We feel isolated. We feel alone. And so with that comes the experience of alienation. And we question our place on the planet. We question why we're here, who we are. Why do I feel the way that I do? Why does it seem like life is so much suffering? Why do I struggle on this planet? Why is there so much violence, brutality, hatred, and ignorance? These are the many questions that can arise from these feelings of an alienation. It's understandable that we look around the world and question what we see, that we struggle with the world that we're part of, that we may not want to participate or be a part of what we experience and see. It's completely understandable that we're hesitant to dive in headfirst and that we feel out of place. If we come from a place of deep feeling, intuition, love, compassion for life, for nature, for humanity, for existence, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, when we carry with us these yearnings, these perspectives, this love within us that we can't quite quantify, but we feel it, we experience it, we know that it's there. It's something that's been with us most of our lives, but yet we can't quite pin, pin it down. These are elements of that alienation experience. There's validation for all of these feelings because the world that we live in is crazy. It's consumed by ignorance and madness and hatred and violence. So a lot of these feelings are valid, but 
when we're early in our healing journey, it's easy to make the mistake that we're feeling this way because of the world and the world that we're living in. And that's what I want to uncover here a little bit. Feeling alienated is very common in our world. It's something that a lot of people feel today. It's become even more prominent when you look at studies and data that's coming out around the pandemic and having to isolate physically, not being able to go out and interact with other people. This has created more of that isolation and alienation that we feel from the things that we enjoy, from the people that we care about, and the world that we live. So these feelings have only been amplified with what's been happening over the last few years. And it's become more prevalent. Suicide rates are rising. Life expectancy is dropping. I've talked about these things before on the show. There's indicators all around that this is a very common thing that many people are experiencing. And it's not just... It's happening a lot in younger generations too, though. And, but it's happening across all generations, but particularly in the young generations. There, We seem to really be struggling with the world, the state of the world, and our place in it. I've had this experience. I've felt alienated for years. My early life, I felt angry, isolated, and alone when I was young, when I was an adolescent, when I was a teenager. And those feelings really only compounded into my 20s. I'm almost 40 now, and my 30s have certainly been a huge change. I I finally started to heal, repair myself, and bring things back together. But during my 20s, I really embraced this whole idea that I wasn't from this planet. I felt alienated for a reason. I mean, look around at the world. And I was running from the world that I was seeing. I was running from the struggles, the pain, and blaming the world. So I was looking at the world and saying, well, it's no wonder that I feel like an alien, that I don't feel like I belong here. I mean, look at the madness that's existing. And so that was the narrative that I was telling myself for a long time. And what it was doing, though, was increasing my misery. It was increasing my pain. It was creating more of a divide, more of a separation between myself and the world. And Many of us do this. We look at the world, we justify our feelings, and we continue to isolate ourselves from existence and from within. And this creates a lot of pain, a lot of psychological pain. And so alienation is often a symptom of the disconnect that we feel from ourselves. And so when we're looking at alienation and feeling alienated in the world, What we have to consider is, are we truly alienated in the world or are we alienated from ourselves, from our true selves, from that authentic being that's waiting to be discovered, that came into this world with gifts and talents and visions and goals and destiny, waiting to be uncovered, to be grown and expanded upon. That's the key here, is... We feel alienated in the world because we're alienated from ourselves. And it's a dichotomy. To feel more connected with the world, we must feel more connected with ourselves. And that's how this changes. That's what my experience reflects. That's the same change that I went through. And that's the same change that many have gone through. 
we there's this funny buddha story or buddhist story it's like a zen monk story initially i wanted to change the world and then i realized that was silly and i have to get smaller and then initially i wanted to change my community and i realized that i didn't have any impact over my community so i wanted to change my friends and family and then i realized that i didn't have any impact or control over my friends or family so i realized that i have to come back to changing myself and that the only change that I can impact in the world is the change that happens within myself because I have no control over other people, over the world. Now, that's kind of a bad retelling of that Zen story, but the idea here is that the only thing we control is ourselves and the only impact and control that we have is over our own being. So the idea that we can change the world is a bit of an illusion. It's a bit of a deception. And so blaming the world for how we feel and justifying our feelings based on what we're seeing will only enable our misery and delay our progress with growth and healing. That's something that I was in for a very long time. There's a lot of people that are in this same cycle. It's a nihilistic perspective that comes about. You don't want to save anything and it justifies feeling bad and bad about ourselves. We scorn the world. We judge the world and say the world is the problem not I. And therefore, we stay in this place. We stay in this place of isolation and alienation, and it only grows and it expands. Many of us do this because the world is a crappy place. When you look around at it, there's a ton of things that suck. And like I said earlier, it's valid that we feel those things, but we'll never progress and we will never change the world or make that impact that we truly desire to do if that's our perspective. And so we have to understand that the isolation that we feel in the world is actually an indicator of our internal isolation that we're feeling within ourselves. So blaming the world for how we feel will not allow us to change and overcome that isolation and alienation. We have to first realize that the change happens with us. Now, that's not blaming ourselves. It's taking responsibility. There's a big difference between blame and responsibility. Claiming ownership of our lives and our responses to life, regardless of what the world chooses to be or is today, our response is what we have control over. So taking ownership and responsibility allows us to overcome these isolation feelings and feelings of alienation. So instead of running from ourselves and blaming the world, we turn within and start to look at why am I feeling this way? Why do I feel alone? Why do I feel isolated? Why do I feel disconnected? Why do I feel sad? Why do I feel lonely? Why do I feel down on myself? Those questions will lead us back to the roots of these feelings, these stories that are underlying our life, that have been driving our existence unconsciously. The more we become conscious of these things, the more we can change them. So that's the shift from blaming the world and feeling alienated into the world to turning within taking ownership and responsibility for where we are and beginning to make the change within ourselves, changing the world that we live within every day, our inner world. There is a rich, infinite world of ourself that is awaiting for us to discover, and that is the key to unlocking our connection and experience and our potential. It's not outside of us, it's inside of us. That's the beauty of this. God has literally given us the keys to the kingdom it's up to us to determine whether we will unlock the gates or not. That's the difference, the choice. It's available to all of us, but it's our choice that will determine the paths we walk. So 
there are many tales, spiritual tales, of alienation, isolation. There's many novels and stories that go about depicting the isolation and alienation that many people feel. Main characters and, and stories feel isolated and alone. And I've mentioned the story of Harry Potter many times on this podcast, but I feel like it's a great example of just that. Harry Potter spends the majority of his life early on feeling alienated and isolated from the world that he knows. He's living with his aunt and uncle who do not care for him. They despise him. They treat him poorly. And so he has this terrible experience of alienation, of isolation, of aloneness. It wasn't until he discovers the world of wizardry that he begins to unlock his own potential. That's a, that's a, a creative expression of our soul power. The magic, the wizardry, is the power of our soul, and it's awaiting us. The, the wizardly world of the hallows and all of those things are awaiting us within. It's just a fictional depiction of our soul landscape. And so as we connect with our soul power, we begin to realize that the power we hold is within us and that this is what connects us to the world. This is what brings about the the destruction of those feelings of alienation. It's connecting with our power, with our inner power, with our inner magic, if you will. And so the commonality there is, though, is it starts out feeling isolated, alienated, alone, and frustrated with the world. That's our call to action. So those feelings are actually a good thing. They're an indicator that we're out of alignment with who we are and that we must seek further. So if we're experiencing these things, it's signaling to us our life is out of alignment with who we are and that we must look within and find our path. That's what Harry did in the movie, right? He had this whole epic journey that he had to go through to defeat Voldemort and, and save the world of wizardry and all of these things, Hogwarts. But it's, again, the, the fictional manifestation of our own journey that we are experiencing. These things are within us. And when we see these tales throughout fiction and movies and culture, they're an, a reflection of that inner journey that we all must go through to connect with our power and live our truths. And it's just manifested in these adventurous ways. And our spiritual tales, there are many tales. I mean, even when you look at religion, about us being souls from other planes and planets and times and decades, all of those things could very well be true about our place here on earth and that we could be from other places. We could be carrying these experiences, this energy, these soul signatures from places we have no recollection of. And so embracing that is beautiful. That does not give us the excuse, though, to turn away and run away from the world. We can use that as an excuse. That's our choice. That's our choice to do so. But it becomes an excuse to escape the work and the world when we blame and we, we connect with that idea that I'm not from here, I don't belong here, so therefore I'm not going to participate. It's an easy way to cop out of life. And I was doing that very on early in my life. I see a lot of people doing it now. So I'm hoping that we can understand that's a trap. That's a mental trap that keeps us stuck in our own stuff. 
So the feelings that we have and the justification of these stories, these from another place stories, and there's lots of things. There's all kinds of channeled information. There's all kinds of stuff that says, I'm not from here or I'm different or whatever it may be. And that very well could be true, but it doesn't replace the work that's required of us to bring about who we are into the world. It's our job and responsibility to birth ourselves in and on earth. That's the work that we do, birthing of our souls, our genuine selves. It's literally spiritual birth. And so that work cannot be replaced by these tales, by these justifications of why we're here and where we come from. Those things can be true, but we must still do the work. And that comes back to healing within ourselves. We connect with the world by connecting with ourselves. And if we're feeling that isolation, if we're feeling alone, if we're feeling angry, sad, and hurt, that's most likely because that's how we feel within. We feel disconnected from our true selves. We feel hurt and angry and lonely within ourselves because we've been hurt and sad and mistreated. So we internalize those things and we've told these stories to ourselves about who we are and what we are and what we deserve and we've done it so much that we don't even realize these are the stories that are driving and dictating our lives so when we turn our energy and focus inward when we begin to understand these stories so when we begin to to look and heal within us we can then begin to re reconnect and engage with the world reconnect and engage with the people that we care about the thing that I was most surprised by doing this work, as I still do this work, it's never not doing this work. It's a practice. But nurturing ourselves, when you begin this work, a funny thing starts to happen. You begin to enjoy life more. The simple things that once you found miserable or had no interest in now become intriguing, interesting, curious, because you're moving that pain and heaviness and darkness out through understanding and empathy and that creates space within our being which allows us now new energy to flow in and experience things so that process allows us to literally re-experience the world in a new way based on this work that's the irony of it is by doing the work within we allow ourselves to connect with the world with without it's a paradox, but I can promise you it works. And as we do more of this, the things that really matter to us begin to surface. The work that we truly desire to do begins to surface. We find ourselves getting pulled into the world. And we also find ourselves able to handle and manage the burdens of existence. The reality is that living on earth is a burden. There's a heaviness to it. It's a physical, material-driven planet. We must eat. We must drink water. We need air. We need to clean ourselves. We need intimacy. We need relationships. To procreate, we must have sex. We must create. So there's a heaviness. There's a burden. There's a resource-driven existence that's required for Earth. That means we must make money in the times that we live. That means we must work. That means we must care for ourselves. We must feed ourselves. We must have a home. We must have health care. All of these things are burdens that are necessary for earth. And the more we reconnect with ourselves, the more we heal from within, the easier we have to carry those burdens, the more energy 
and space we have to carry those burdens. They're not depleting us fully because we're not coming from a place of depletion. As we begin to heal ourselves and reconnect from within, we become the source of our existence. That is the gift that God has given us. We have this eternal well of energy and being awaiting each of us if we tune into it. And that's the key. That well lives within each of us, and that's where we find our energy, our power, our source from. And that's what enables us to reconnect with the world and get pulled out into it to do things, to have careers, to have families, to start businesses, to create, to share, to engage, to challenge. These are the things that enable us This source is what enables us to do these things in the world, and it all begins by healing from within. This work reactivates our fire, that soul fire, that eternal source. The more we do this, the more we connect with that, the more strength we find, the more power we have, the more energy we build from, the more it compounds. It really is a compounding effect. It can go down or it can go up. That's the key here is that this is absolutely compounding. So doing small things each day, caring for ourselves in small little ways, building these muscles up, practicing this on a daily basis in small ways will absolutely compound over time. I can't even recognize the person that I was 10 years ago. I remember him, But he seems like a foreign entity at this point because I was so broken and lost and beaten down by life. I had not yet activated my source, my potential, my power. And that power lies within each of us. And so it's connecting to that power, surfacing it, using it, leveraging it every day is what allows us to continue to build and grow from. That's what pulls us into the world is that reactivation of fire. So the irony here is that in order to heal the world, we have to heal ourselves from within. That's that Zen story that I was, that I poorly told earlier. And so if we truly desire to heal the world, we must first heal ourselves. We must be the change in the world that we wish to see. It's so much easier to go around and judge and ridicule others and blame them and point the finger about why the world is the way it is and blaming it on other people as opposed to taking responsibility for our own lives and where we live. Now, I will say this. There are a lot of people in the world, leaders, politicians, etc., who absolutely seek to make our life more miserable, difficult, challenging, so that we can't activate these potentials. That is intentional. The people in power around the globe absolutely want to keep us in the dark, sad, isolated, lonely, alienated, and depressed. We're not a threat when we're like that. We're absolutely a threat, though, when we activate our potential and begin tapping into this internal source that we've been given. That's the danger for those global leaders. So I'm not trying to say that there isn't suffering and struggling and pain in the world and that there aren't people and groups of people trying to make that worse for all of us because they are. But the power is within us. And regardless of what they do, when we lean into this power and find that source 
we can overcome regardless of what is thrown at us. And we need that potential to overcome the challenges that we face, to uproot this corruption, to revitalize industry, to drive innovation in every vertical across the economy so that we can transform the world that we live in. That's how we heal the world. But it begins with each of us, not out evangelizing other people and screaming in people's faces, but by living our truth, by finding out who we are, what matters to us, and activating that passion to bring about change in the world, in our own lives. When we do this, if we collectively did this at the individual level, the world would transform. It's not possible to keep it the same way when we do this work. So the work comes from first healing ourselves, and that's what changes the world. That's what allows us to heal the world, is by healing ourselves, living true to who we are, and bringing about our authentic expression, and allowing the creative power that comes from that source, allowing it out into the world. The world needs that energy. That's the call to action. That's our Heavenly Father, our Creator, our Spiritual Maker, our Heavenly Mother, whatever you want to call it. That is the source of our existence, the source of our life, the model which we are created from. It is beckoning us forward. Will we answer the call? Will we bring about this change in the world and heal our planet by healing ourselves and living true to who we are? It begins with each of us. And we build for our souls. We are souls. Souls are builders. We create, we produce, we problem solve. That's what humans do. That's what we're made for. We're designed to create, to solve problems, to innovate. We are unlike the animal kingdom. The animal kingdom runs on instinct. We have consciousness. We have choice. We have intellect that we're aware. We can reflect and see that I am ref- that I am aware. We can observe our own minds, our own thoughts, and that's the consciousness, the choice that we have. That power separates us from the animal kingdom, which is driven by instinct. Our power is the choice that we hold and the ability to use our creative energies however we wish. We can use it to create or we can use it to destroy. The choice is ours. But there is an epic potential that awaits humanity by leveraging this inner potential, by doing and living from our hearts, by understanding that all of us are connected and come from the same source. Therefore, we are all family and we all have the same potential epic destiny to ride upon if we accept it. The difference is it's not forced upon us. None of us are forced to do this. The call of eternity is a choice. If it wasn't a choice, it would be slavery, and where would be the fun in that? The choice is what makes it so powerful, enlightening, enriching, is that it's available to all of us, but it's required of no one. But what I've come to learn is that this call and answering this call is the most epic and beautiful thing we can do with our lives. It changes us. It, it, you, it takes us to places we can't fathom or imagine that's the brilliance of it is the universe knows and sees things in ways that we never can and we have no idea the destiny that the universe holds for each of us and that's the beauty of this work is that that's what awaits us when we choose this path 
It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be effortless, but it will be enriching and beautiful and absolutely worth what may come because in that choice is the epic journey of our future and that is a world that we cannot yet imagine. It's brilliant. A world of decentralized, empowered, individualistic creators coming together to solve problems and make the most of our life on this planet. To make Earth a reflection and symbol of potential and soul energy emanating out into the infinite universe. That's what awaits us if we take the call to action. But it will only happen if we say yes and we do the work from within ourselves. That's the, the dichotomy of this, is that in order to change the world, we must change ourselves. In order to heal the world, we must heal ourselves. In order to change and evolve, we must change and evolve. But that's the beauty of it, is the power is ours. It's within each of us. And that choice is ours. The difference is, will we make the choice and answer the call? I have, and I will continue to do so, and send out the signals to my fellow creators and soulful beings who are here during this time, who have come into the world with a mission to bring about this great awakening, which is a mass awakening of all humanity, to overcome the ignorance and blindness that has been running this planet for far too long, to bring about the ultimate epic journey of Earth and the human destiny. Will you join? I think you will. I'm excited about it. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap the episode. I hope you've been enjoying the content. I've really been loving the process, been pumping out a ton of content on Twitter. I'm hoping that over the next few weeks, I'm going to be able to launch my WordPress site and then start getting all my Twitter threads archived to make them searchable and accessible for those of you who may be interested and to continue to learn and grow together. With that being said, I'll be back next week. I'm kicking around a few ideas on what I want to cover. I'm not quite sure yet. Something about fakeness could be about struggle, perhaps perspective. I'm not sure, but if you have any thoughts, feel free to share. So, until next time, y'all. Thank you for listening to Order Within. If you found the episode helpful, please consider sharing, rating, and subscribing. New episodes will be released every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, y'all.